And you're gonna hear the reaction of the crowd here. You know who's coming through. I mean, this is like this thank is you very much, everybody. I mean, you guys have had a lot of players come up here, yeah, but no, nothing like this. Nothing right? like this. This is rock star. Yeah. I mean, me, yes. I'm, uh, I'm here, so well, it's hard to quantify exactly how important he is. Well, he's only got one favorite reporter. That's Rob Bradford. Yeah, well, I don't know. But Mr. David Ortiz joins us here on WEEI <laughs> on the Ken and Curtis Show. How you doing? Good to see you. Hi, David. Thanks for coming. And here he is for his fans. Look at this crowd. Yeah. We'll get him a headset here. He's, he borrowed my sunglasses. Hello, David. What's going on? Does this ever get old, this crowd that follows you around? That's unbelievable, right? What do you think of this group? Uh, I mean, you know how fans are when it comes down to the rest of us. I mean, the best fan base uh, of all time. Um, you know, it was an honor to be able to perform from all of, for all of them because this fan support this ball club better than anyone I have seen. We were just talking. We just heard the uh, the Grand Slam call coming back uh, in the Tigers series. What is the favorite David Ortiz moment? One moment from your whole career. Number one. What's number one? You know, other, other than every day when I came up to your locker and talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, I realized just in, uh, uh, when we were doing uh, talking to the fan thing, winning a World Series at home. I mean, seriously, think about it. That's better than winning on the road. It just, it just, it might be like the best moment. Well, because of any player, yeah, because otherwise, Napoli shirtless in St. Louis, and you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, like I realized that, like, wait a minute, 2013, we ended, you know, the season winning at home in from of our home crowd, you know, and that that might be the happiest moment that I have had, you know, because. That's the determination, you know, the dedication, the discipline, all of them combined at one boom. Here, back, we back were, at you. you we, know were, we were saying, though, we were comparing the two moments, which was your this is our bleeping city moment, right? And then I said the biggest hit in Red Sox history was the Grand Slam in Detroit. So if you had to pick up those two, for you, and both are impactful, right? Yeah. Like, for you, like, what is the... Well, I mean, I got to tell you, when, when, when a city go through what we went through at the moment you you would love to go to uh uh those comics about superheroes to find a superhero that can help you to bounce back you know what i'm saying and uh uh because you realize that something just went down that nobody ever expected that to happen especially in this country and once that happened all you got to do is just be and i face it and, and fight back so, you know, when it comes down to to having fun and at the same time do something that that basically help you help the town to bounce back up, I would pick the one more. All right. Oof. Okay. All right. Well, I, I agree. I was uh, sided with that earlier. But, David, I, I know that everybody knew what 04 meant. And you came here in 03 and you were so close. Game 7 of the ALCS, you know, extra innings. Were you... Even yourself shocked at how much that actually meant to the people that followed you every day after you won the World Series and you came back and you had the parade. I mean, because we were comparing your career and Tom Brady's and who's clutcher. I, I go Brady. I, you're number two. But what you had on your shoulders in 04 was unprecedented in terms of down 3-0 against the Yankees. And then you had to win the World Series, 86 years, everything that went to that. 
Did you know what you were accomplishing in real time, and did you gain any perspective afterwards that you may not have had when you were in the middle of those games? Well, like you say, you know, uh, 2003, I basically noticed the importance of winning a World Series uh, in New England, especially uh, being short on the season, losing the one game in New York. And uh, once I started recognizing how important it was for a city like this, and you know, I, I, I commit myself to work extremely hard and, and try to get better at my game. And I know I have teammates that did exactly the same thing, and that's why we accomplished uh, winning the World Series in 2004. But after the 2003 season, that was when I really, you know, uh, um, recognized how deep down into this the fans are uh, here in New England. Did you, uh, when you, when Bogarts left, was that a surprise to you? I know, uh, spoiler alert, you wanted him back. We know that, right? You knew that you wanted him back. But was it a surprise to you? Because you've gone through, and I've, I've seen you go through a lot of contract negotiations with this ownership group, and you've seen guys on your team come and go. But were you surprised when that day came that Xander Bogarts was moving on? Well, uh, yeah, it was a shocker. Just seeing uh, uh, one of the most complete players that I have ever played with uh, go somewhere else. You know, you, you would think uh, why a situation like that happens. And at the end of the day, the ownership are the one that can answer those questions. But uh, I think he left at the wrong time. That's the only way I can call it, because uh, Bogart was very unique. He was, he was a great teammate, great player. He he was a great leader, you know. And that package is hard to get. Now we had no other option to move on and try to hire someone that came became to uh, uh, be Bogart. Because remember, before Bogart, we had somebody else. Now Bogart is going, we got to be able to, you know, put ourselves together to see if we can uh, uh, get a piece like that. Yeah, it's well, going to be hard. Yeah, well, listen, listen, I mean, when you left, right, when you left, they spent a year trying to find a DH, and they couldn't find one. So they have to go out and sign J.D. Martinez. So yes. it might take a year. But here's another question is that you have – so, listen, I mean, good for Xander for getting the deal in San Diego. He deserves it. Yeah, he did 11 years. No one's going to turn that down. But you playing in Boston, you know, like, what it's like to get through a season and being in this environment. There, is there going to be a time, you think, when Xander looks around and said, boy, the weather's really nice here, but I kind of miss sort of the whole Boston scene. You must have come across guys who are like that, right, who've moved on other places? Well, in his case, I mean, Bogart is a guy that he always going to love Boston regardless because this is all he knows until now but let's not forget that san diego is putting a team together to win yeah but the fan base isn't like it is here well let me tell you how you get the fans base you win you win yeah well <laughs> you know what i'm saying you start winning you start whooping everybody okay the fans may fall in love with what you guys right, but here's the, the here's the thing okay but when you lose right they just don't show up when you lose here you get passion like you did last night. That's the difference, right? So, well, remember, 
I used to come to Fenway before 2003, and it was nobody understand. You know why? Because it wasn't a winning ball club. Yeah. I'm not going to, I don't want to, look, I don't want to go and pay to watch a losing ball club. I would not do that. And I would not recommend that to anyone. I don't care what type of fans you are. You are fans. You want to have fun. If you pay a high ticket, it's because you're going to have fun. Regardless. San Diego, to me, right now, they're they they, they packing up. They packing up. They're going to be good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're packing up. They, they had a little taste last year of what it is beating the Dodgers. And they know that they still need more pieces to continue beating the Dodgers. So that's what they do. So what you're saying is Xander will be okay. He'll be oh, okay. I think so. <laughs> David, uh, how about Devers? Now that he got the money, mm-hmm. what kind of pressure's on him? How will he handle that? And will teams just pitch around him in this lineup? If I'm facing I will pitch around him regardless. No doubt about it. Because you're talking about one of the most uh, uh, fear hitter in baseball right now. I've been there before. And if I had no one behind me, they wouldn't pitch me. You know that. Now we need to find a way to be able to have somebody that consistently protect him so he can continue swinging and, and he can continue seeing pitches to him because he's still too young. And you don't want to get to the point where you get frustrated because your, your production is not quite there. But you got to see both sides. You got to see if they are pitching you and you are missing pitches or if they are not pitching you and you are chasing pitches way to look at it so we'll see let's see let's see what the season brings to the table you your final year 36 home runs you were dominant 38 38 sorry <laughs> don't call me off <laughs> i was reading bradford's book he wrote 36 so he was off by two. Oh uh, yeah um so my apologies but how much willpower does that require to retire when you know you can still play at the highest level and did you ever have regret that you stopped too soon? No, I don't regret it. Not because I don't want to be or continue performing in front of the best fans of all time. It was because I was not going to give them what I normally got them used to. That's how I feel because I was hurting so bad and my injury just continued aggravating. And I wasn't ready just to play one day and not play another three. I, was, I never got used to not playing at Fenway, basically. You know, like, I, I used to take my day off more lightly on the road than at home because I know these fans want action. I know these fans want to pay the ticket to watch their good players. You know what I'm saying? So, but the following season, it was gonna, I, I had to go through so many things to get prepared to play. And I noticed that not the season that I retired, 2015. I was I was struggling a lot to get prepared to play, and and the 2016 season was something that I had to put a lot. I had to double up my 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 preparation to to be able to put a season together like that. So I wasn't getting any younger, and, man. And I was, you had all those gifts too. I mean, you can't give back a golf cart with the Dominican flag on the roof, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, that's, 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 once you take that, it's... You, There's some other gift missing at my house. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> Have you been around my house? Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of your house, though, I, well, one of the highlights I've ever had was taking that tour of the Hall of Fame with you back in May. 
where it was just us, where, where you just had the tour. And I saw how much that meant to you back then. I mean, we were this far away when you're watching the highlight reel of all the Hall of Famers and you could tell the emotion. Has it hit home now that you're – I don't know if you know this, you're in the Hall of Fame. But now that you're in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> has it hit home that you are there and has that changed your life at all? Well, um, to be honest with you, not much has changed. <laughs> You know, I'm all over the place like you, like I used to. Um, the thing is that I uh, basically, I, 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 am, I was the type of player that I used to work on my image, promoting my image and doing some other things that uh, once I became to be a Hell of Famer, I was already at, at the quiet there. I don't know if you know what I mean. Yeah. So everything continued the same. But... It has been an incredible honor, to be honest with you, to be part of the Hall of Fame, man. I mean, they put you in this one room with guys that a lot of them you didn't get to watch them playing, but a lot of them you get to to watch them play, and you'll be like, this is pretty cool. Like, guys that are my hero, I'm in the same room wearing the same cap that they are wearing. You know, it's something that I... It, it, it's, 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 you're never going to end up uh, um, uh, fantasizing about that. You know what I'm saying? It's something that always going to, it's never going to get old, basically. You know, and, and, and I have so much respect for a guy like Pedro that I never, like, tried to wear his shoes. You know what I'm saying? And, and now that we both are Hall of Famer, I still, like, look, I, like, I might really... At that right there with Pedro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just stay home, but I just keep it that way, and and I feel like I'm a blessed man because of it, you know. How about a hand for the great David Ortiz, everybody? <laughs> great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for Thanks coming, for your eyes. David. There Enjoy you go. your weekend. All right, buddy. That's the Hall of Famer, Big Poppy.